that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where the man? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with Kevin White, who uh, cast me in a flick a long time ago, and uh, we went to LSU together, but I haven't seen him in a long time, and now he's uh, he's about to crank out his first film, uh, got a distribution deal for A Girl with a Gun. So we're going to find out more about that, how the local filmmakers fare in the film industry here on the Spudcast Podcast right after this. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again. Or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Okay, so we're talking to Kevin White, filmmaker. He and I went to the same alma mater. Uh, of course, I was there before you, huh, wasn't I? Yeah, and I and I actually went late. I was I was almost thirty when I went, so people were asking me for a syllabus when I'd walk into into the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, I taught. I mean, I taught when I was going to, to LSU in like in grad school, but I yeah. sure, I mean, I was an actor. I was studying acting, so I mean, I wore overalls and I smoked in class and I needed a <laughs> shave. I mean, when I was in school studying theater, I would never cut my hair or my beard. I'd let yeah. it all grow, and then when I'd get cast in a part, I would cut it appropriately and uh, and then do the show. And then when the show was over, I would do whatever I had to do to make it look like I was, you know, not a, a monkey living in a, in a cage or in a zoo. And then uh, just let it, let it all grow again, you know? Yeah, and that's what, a, that's what a good, experienced actor does. And that's why you see a lot of these actors in Hollywood, they look shaggy between between films because they want to be prepared for whatever comes their way well i uh, look like you? that now because i'm a deadbeat <laughs> I, just don't give a, I don't give a shit no more were you, Kevin. <laughs> were you in a class with um was it joe crest or were they before or after you? no crest, crest and i are actually founding members of swine palace me joe crest david right. jensen uh, mm-hmm. uh 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 scott and um uh Jesus Christ, he's the grandson of uh, Allen, Scott Allen, and a guy yeah. named Graham Fry. We're the five okay. original uh, members, and uh, we can't get cast in anything over there. <laughs> you know, because we're all sitting there go, I, I, I don't know where you guys learned theater, but this ain't yeah. it, you know? Right, like, we needed right. a beer keg for a certain play, you know? I said, shit, man, we put two lines in this. We put two lines in the, uh, give them a free ad in, in, the, in, the, in the program. We'll get a free keg yeah. of beer every day. Oh well, that's yeah. just what just doesn't. Y'all are stupid asses, man. I don't want to work with y'all. Shit. Anyway, 
Yeah, I'm speaking from 31 years of doing the kingfish, and I'm going to listen to you assholes? I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I know. Anyway. Uh, I thought it was a real interesting a real interesting thing. The, the first movie I worked on, I actually dropped out of LSU for a while to go work on it, but that's the same one. A, a lot of actors ask me, you know, what do I need to do to get cast and stuff? And I said, you know, there's, there's, there's really no one way to do it. There's no, no one way to do it. Uh, during, during that production, it was a, a movie called Tough Luck. And I was the casting assistant sitting in, uh, sitting in the office one day. And the director, who, who took his name off the, the movie, so I won't say it. He's been kind of a mentor to me since. Walks, walks <laughs> in the room. Did it suck that bad? I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure that movie wasn't called Tough Shit? What? <laughs> yeah. It was called Grift at first, and they changed it. So he walks in the office, and he goes to the casting director over there. And I could hear them, like, rustling around and kind of arguing a little bit. And he finally says, which, she says, just pick one. He says, Kevin, you're from here, aren't you? I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, which one? I said, John McConnell. He said, done. And he slapped the thing down and said, done. <laughs> and that's how you got that part. Man. God, yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember that flick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. It was, well, you know, I don't remember what I had for lunch. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, well, that's cool. I thank you for that. <laughs> sure, man. Sure. I should have followed you around everywhere. Uh, uh, well i mean but you've you've gone into the you've gone into the business side of this stuff where you actually make film i mean you have uh you have a a a marketing agency so you took advantage of the of the theater that you study and i you know i tell that to i tell that to people not only actors i mean i tell what are you going to do go to law school so go take a couple acting courses you know and and take a and look because you can go into class and, and you could tell them i'm not looking to be an actor i'm looking to learn how to perform in front of people and it goes, you know, a class. And when I was teaching that too, when I was teaching actor, I go, this is where you suck. Come in here and try as hard as you can. But it's okay if you suck because you're trying. And then you go, well, that sucks. Oh, okay, I won't do that anymore. Everybody should do that. Anybody who has to do anything in front of anybody for any reason should go take a couple of acting courses and uh, and get up and get up in front of the class and have your lines memorized and get up there and make a fool out of yourself. You know, that's, that's what I always say. I said, you've got to find someone you trust to tell you the truth and be honest about your uh, performance and, and how you are as an actor, because I think people are really scared. Acting teachers are scared to tell people the truth because they get their feelings hurt. So, so easy these days. I, I studied under, under John Dennis, yeah. who, uh, <laughs> you know, oh. would tell you how bad you were in front of the whole class, which was oh, crazy. Lord. He actually, threw me know? out of class more than once. Cause I would laugh. <laughs> I mean, we had people in that class who just should not have been there. I mean, right, every, right. you had a couple of undergrads. We had some really good undergrads when I was there, but it was a grad class. And, and they had some people in that classroom who just did not belong there. Yeah. And they're up there doing their scenes, and it's like, come on, man! I, I I need I need to work on my scene because I intend to use this as an audition piece for Summerstock, you know? Right, right. And right. it's like, no, they're taking up half the class. And Dennis knew it, and he would he would just do that just to screw with you, yeah. you know? But I would, I mean, people would get up on stage, and I would just laugh at them. It was so bad, and then then he threw right. me out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely transitioned from there. I I did community theater for. 30 years, I don't know how many plays, it was a bunch. Um, and then that was that was a transition. I moved to Los Angeles for a little bit and realized there that I wanted to write and, and make movies, and my mentor told me to come home. Oh, <laughs> he go. said, you, you have more resources there, you should go home and make movies. And it's it's worked out pr- pretty well. Uh, it's, it's hard to find money, for sure. Yeah, uh, but the venues you know, are, I mean, before, 
they had distributing companies. You either went straight to video or yeah. you went overseas or, you know, if you lucked up and had a really good thing, then the, the, the studios or a smaller studio would scoop it up and they'd take all the money anyway, you know? Right. So, but now, I mean, with, with all the YouTube channels and all the other things and all these Hulus and all the rest of them, they're all so desperate for content. I mean, I sit there and watch, I, I, I couldn't tell you how many shitty Bruce Willis movies I've seen. You know, he's probably no. shooting five at a time, and I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take before the aliens take over. But rest assured, <laughs> Bruce Willis right, is going right. to be in the forefront. You know, right? Exactly. It's, 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 it's a. I found out it's, it's kind of a, it's a process, and it's also uh, an equation. Like making an independent movie is an equation, and you have to have certain things in your movie to get it distributed. Now, I'm working with a distri- distribution company right now that actually um, contacted me. What they'll do is they'll find you um, on IMDb, and they'll send you an email. Hey, can you send me a screener? Mm-hmm. So I didn't even I didn't even have a chance to go and find one. They found me. Uh, so I sent. Uh, I had three of them contact me. So I sent it to those three, and two out of the three wanted to help me sell the movie. Now they're called sales reps. They're not. They're, they call themselves distribution companies, but really they are the middleman. Yeah. They are sales rep for another distribution company. So the one thing I've learned from that is what to do and what not to do. First of all, you got to do it as cheaply as you possibly can. You do the movie, an independent film that no one knows who you are, yeah. as cheap as you can. You find you a couple of familiar faces. Um, and what I mean by that is somebody who was maybe at the top of their game 10, 15, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you can get these people fairly cheap. I you did know a movie I mean? called Ghost Bayou, and George Kennedy was the star. And I yeah, mean, he didn't have yeah. a huge role in it, but he was there, and they, they used his name to, to go you know, help get distribution. That's right. And the most important thing is make sure your audio is clear. That's it. And then you have a movie. But I think a lot of people, like uh, independent filmmakers here, they try to be artsy. And if you're making a movie that's under $100,000, the wow factor is the fact that you made a movie look like a movie for under a hundred thousand dollars. Like that's the wow factor. Don't try to wow them with crazy breaking the one eighty rule type stuff and all that kind of stuff. You just stick to the basics. Make your movie look like a movie. Yeah, and, and make, follow and those three things. If you got a good story and you got decent talent who can right. who who are you know committed to playing their roles correctly. Because I mean, look, Trip to Bountiful. And when one fucking person get killed in there, and I still love that movie. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> nobody right. got killed by an axe, and yet right. there you go. Geraldine Page right. won an Oscar. I mean, my favorite yeah. Geraldine Page movies, her very first one was Hondo mm-hmm. with John Wayne. That oh, was her wow. screen yeah. debut, you know. But yeah. but you could see when she was up there, it's like that that woman's going someplace. She got talent, and that's when you see you could look at somebody in the thing and go, that kid's got talent. That's that's yeah. somebody who should be in front of a lot of cameras. You know, and not doing porn either. <laughs> so when we get back here, Kevin White, for all you don't know, he's 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 uh, he's a he's got a, a marketing firm, you know, which kind of like pays the bills. That's what I tell young actors when they ask me anything. I said, make sure you got some kind of side gig that'll pay pay the rent, you know, and until you luck up and and make some money doing this and get your ass in front of a camera. That's something right. else too. I said, oh, I just want to study musical theater. Well, then you're gonna starve. You know, so go get me a burger and, and I'll have the uh, sweet potato fries because I'm trying right. to cut down on my cholesterol. <laughs> right. I, I could not make the jump from theater to camera. I, I could not figure it out in my head how to do that. And that's another reason why I kind of moved behind the cameras. I mm. I just I just couldn't I'll, get it. I, I'll, I had done I'll tell theater. you the secret. I did a movie, a TV movie um, 
with Lou Antonio. Lou Antonio was the guy from uh, Cool Hand Luke uh, Coconut. He was George Kennedy's sidekick. And he cast me in this piece of shit TV movie. But, and and I, I, he and I struck up a brief conversation. It was, we shot it in Angola. And we you know, had a brief conversation. Well, anyway, the next thing I know, I'm uh, a year or so later, I'm reading for a TV movie. I read for a, a, a small part. And, uh, okay, they call, oh, Spud, okay, yeah, you got cast. You're playing Lieutenant Leoville. I went, who the hell? I didn't read for that. Who's he? He's a co-star, and it's, and it's Lou Antonio. So I'm doing this scene in the car, and it's like really, really tight shots. And, uh, and I do the scene, and he goes, cut. And he, he pulls me out the car, and he put his arm around my shoulder and walked away, and he goes, look, dude, this is the way it works. On stage, you got to claim your space. Here, the camera's defining your space. Ah. So when you raise an eye, when, I, when your entire face fills the entire screen, you don't have to do, you know, James yeah. T. Kirk acting. You know, yeah. you just, you can whisper this stuff. You can, like, a quick glance to the side. I mean, just take everything that you just did, keep the intensity at 100%, and drop all the actions 90%. And, dude, I did it in one take. That's good. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like, I was told, like, I just could not for some reason. I don't know if the camera freaked me out or what. I, I just well, couldn't make that jump, man. Well, I ain't I, never I, made no movie. So when we get back, we'll talk more about your film and all the horrors sure. you went through with distribution. This is the Spudcast. I'm talking out my ass with local filmmaker Kevin White and the, and the trials and tribulations of making a flick. We'll be back right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back talking with filmmaker... Kevin White, do you refer to yourself as filmmaker Kevin White? Or you just nah, just Kevin. Yeah, just Kevin. M. I actually, I actually go by Kevin M. White. I don't want you to call me that. I'm just saying. And people say, why do you put the M there? I'm the only one on IMDb. I have no numbers at the end of my name. That's the only reason I have that M in there is because hmm. of that. No, yeah. I got John Spud McConnell. Yeah. There's a couple. I'm the only actor John McConnell, but there's a couple of John McConnells, you know, like grips and things like that. Yeah. I mean, shit, I was Spud for so long. My wife calls me Spud. I got friends from college don't know my real name. Yeah. So John Spud McConnell is in there. But, but you, if you put that in, you're going to see, you know, I got about 100 credits in there. So. Yeah. That ain't You've been bad. doing it a while, man. You've been well, doing it a while. I got friends, you know, I got friends just, with 250 credits, so there you go. Yeah, dang. I'm just starting to get comfortable with being called that. I, I, I don't – I it's – 
man, I, I'm hard. I don't take compliments well. And so I had a, one of the <laughs> one of the actors today came in to do a little ADR, and he watched the movie, and uh, he really liked it. And that to me is like the biggest compliment, you know, that mm-hmm. he that he liked it. And he's he's a very good actor, and um, you know the sales rep asked if I would be interested in maybe doing a sequel to this movie. I don't know if that's going to happen or anything, but that's also, that was also a compliment. Hey, I, I felt like to be a compliment Dude, too. Yeah. There it is. That's one thing right there. You want to do a sequel? Yeah. You haven't even, it hasn't even gone into distribution yet. And the distribution right. company is looking for a sequel. That's you go, you go to money people with that. The yep. problem is I don't know no money people. Yeah. <laughs> All the money people I <laughs> well, know, I've already hit up. <laughs> that's a great segue. It's tough these days. I mean, look, if you're out there making an independent film, and you have your one idea, you got to make a decision. You know, is it a million dollar a million million dollar budget, or is it going to be a seventy five thousand dollar budget? Mm-hmm. And you got to do it as best you can for that money. But you you really have to have a plan. It's a business. It's a business yeah, plan. Yeah. And I, you know, your bubble's going to get popped if you start to make movies and move up. That is, is a business. Well, that's what I try to tell these young actors, too. And they, oh, well, you know, I just want to art for, I mean, I remember when I was in college, man, if I could just have like a little hundred seat theater and I would live above it. And then I got the grass going, I went, screw that. (laughs) Put me in front of the camera. I want to make all the money I can. But you know what? You're sitting there talking about that. Did you ever see this movie with Michael Rooker called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? No, I never saw that. You should watch that. That's an excellent oh, yeah, wow. movie, and they made that movie for like 50, 60 Gs. And, I mean, it was guerrilla filmmaking. Like, they're shooting a scene, and uh-huh. they're driving. It's like Rooker is in the car, and there's another guy in there, and they're talking, driving, and the cameraman is actually riding in front of them in the tailgate of a pickup truck. And they right. And they see some cops, and they got to throw the camera down because they didn't have any, <laughs> any, any, any permits for anything, man. It was all guerrilla right. shooting. But it's a great story, and it's great put together. You know, it's well, like you, the, you say that the movie that we just did, Girl with a Gun, uh, stars Ronnie Hawk and Jeremy London. Hmm. Um, I didn't write that until a, a buddy of mine lives in a town called Lake Arthur, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, and it's an older town that is actually the industry has gone away there. And it's kind of like a dying town. Well, I met with the mayor um, and him and he showed me all the locations. And a lot of independent film uh, makers have their biggest problem is locations. They can't find good locations. Yeah. But this town was full of just beautiful locations. So I came home and wrote the movie to the locations. I'm... And now that's the biggest compliment I got from the distributor so far is where are these locations. Matter of fact, there the one I didn't the distributor I didn't go with is actually trying to produce a movie there. Like so, that's that's another avenue. Hopefully, we can go down with yeah. with that guy. Yeah, I did a movie back in the early '90s uh, called Delta Heat with Lance Henriksen and, and yeah, I know and, that one. Yeah, yep. okay. And mm-hmm. it's like my <laughs> the guy who wrote the screenplay was from L.A. had never been to New Orleans, and that's why my my character's name is LaSalle, and yeah. uh, and my partner uh, uh, who you know who he is he he's the in the in the first coming to America. He's the model for Soul Glow. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. He and I, I know, he was so much fun. But yeah, his name was yeah. Claiborne. And I uh-huh. mean, so I mean, he looked at he looked at street maps to uh, to yeah. pick character names, and he'd never been to this. And and even when the movie wow. got produced, they didn't even fly him down to New Orleans to to go on the set. So that's how right. cheap that movie was. It was a lot of fun yeah. to shoot, though. I turned down JFK to do that movie. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, what one day on JFK or a month on this one? You know. Yeah. 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 
yeah, that's the right choice. Anyway, Absolutely. well, tell us more about your flick, man. Girl with a gun and distri- distribution and the, the horrors that you went through. So people <laughs> out there who think about doing it are going to go either, okay, I ain't doing it, or okay, I can do it. <laughs> well, if you have money out there and you're about to produce a movie, I just went through the process, just call me. We'll talk about it. I'll tell you, you know, I will be more than happy to go over it with you. You can listen. You can not listen. I don't care. But if you want someone to tell you, hey, this is kind of how it goes, because there there are a lot of there were a lot of surprises that happened along the line with SAG. You know, you got to pay SAG a certain amount of money and you get back. You have to put a deposit down on your mm-hmm. actors. Then, you know, if you're a local filmmaker here, the tax credit says you get 40 percent. That's not the case. They give you 40%, but the state takes 10%. But you also pay uh, $500 to be in the program, and your audit's going to cost you around 6800 So now your, your 40% has dwindled down to how much? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the audit comes from a guy from Shreveport. I don't know who he is, but uh, they came in and, uh, yeah, about 6800 bucks, and they told me it'd be about five grand. So I was over. I mean, if you're doing a movie that's a certain budget, every penny counts. I mean, every every hundred dollars yeah. counts. So I'm always wondering. I, I think it's a great program. I just wish the state would, for their local filmmakers, help them out a little bit more, and maybe have like, okay, let's say you're under a hundred thousand dollars. Your audit costs this much, and that's that's it. You know what I mean? You you have to know what your budget is yeah. before you start shooting. And they don't get that. You have lawmakers here making laws that aren't filmmakers, and that's been an issue. That's why I ran for office. To was to I, I ran for when when David Vitter uh, got into the Congress. I I ran for his seat. Thirteen of us ran. Fourteen of us ran wow. for his seat. Wow. And my my deal of it was I wanted to build a big back lot. I wanted to build a French Quarter back lot and a bunch of other stuff and just a huge movie studio complex. And I said, if you build it, they will come. Right. And uh, I lost the election, but people like Steve Scalise and a couple, two, three others, they took that idea and turned it into the tax credits, which broadened it. And boom, here comes right. the film industry. I'm going, I lost the battle, but I won the war. But well, the fact you kind of did. Well, I kind of did because, yeah, yes. they aren't they aren't that kind to local filmmakers. And I'll tell you something yep. else. They, I got a lot of stuntman friends who are like, you know, they got all these stuntmen from Florida and 20 of them will chip in to rent a an efficiency apartment. And then they all can have a Louisiana driver's license with this same address on it so they all can get hired as locals. And then all the locals get pushed aside because these filmmakers, right. well, I want my guy in the stunts. Well, our people can do stunts. But Jeff right. Gilpin can do any stunt that you want him to do, and he's an animal wrangler. I mean, I did a movie where that guy had to, like, grab an alligator out of water. Right. So, you know, right. We, believe right. me, they, can, they got the talent here to do it. Right. So the thing was, during that time, if they would have said, okay, uh, we're going to give you big movies this tax credit. But instead of them making one movie here, if they would have said to them, you have to make three movies here. That would have helped build the infrastructure to keep those mm-hmm. companies here. So they just they would just come in and hit us for the tax credit and get out. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Uh, they, would, they would do as much as they had to do here to get the tax credit and then go finish it in L.A. Yeah. But if, if the state people would have, would have asked, just call up some filmmakers. I don't know, get, get in a room with a hundred of us and just say, hey, what do you think about this? They probably would have figured it out. Okay, well, let's make them do two movies here. They have to stay here. That way, that u- universal, they're going to build that infrastructure here and it mm-hmm. would have stayed here longer. Mm-hmm. I, I just, 
I don't think it's just the movie business. You know, it's politicians. They don't listen to anybody. No, they don't listen. That's why they didn't build Orlando, Florida. That's why they didn't build Disney World here on the North Shore. I mean, when, the, when right. they got off the airplane, there were politicians standing there with their hands out. They, wow. turned, they didn't even get their luggage. Got their luggage and got right back on a plane and left. Went to Florida. Yep. And what has that done for Orlando? Yeah. You know, stupid ass politicians. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah, I, and I deal with them all the time. So there you go. <laughs> what, uh, well, I just say it's a lot of paperwork. And if you do a movie here, you have to find someone who is who is who has done the tax credit before. You've got to find somebody who knows how to do that because if you file one thing wrong, you will not get it. Um, yeah, and they uh, don't, and they they change their mind. It's like a whim. You know, mm-hmm. right. All right. right. Tell me and tell folks, uh, cause I'm running out of time. Tell sure. folks about, uh, how they can find you if they want to do a movie and you'll sit down and tell them what they don't want to hear and tell us sure. about your film, uh, <laughs> girl with a gun. When's it coming out? And all that kind of cool stuff. Um, girl with a gun uh, is about uh, a girl with a gun. No, I'm joking. She, a girl who goes, uh, off to college. And while she's there, uh, something horrific happens to her parents and she has to come home and, uh, take care of that but while she's home uh she she's from a small town she realizes that people are starting to treat her differently there that some something big has happened and her dad leaves her riddles as to what's happened so she has to figure out uh the dad doesn't want everybody else to figure out what's happened he just wants her to figure out so she has to figure out these riddles and then um at some point, she takes vengeance, you know. Hey, so man, it's kind of- a chick doing vengeance, I'm there. I'll, I'll be there. Where's the red <laughs> well, carpet at? Look, distribution, distribution, hot girl and a gun. That's, yeah, that's, right, that's there you go. And you as go. long as she's, she's wearing, like, a, a couple of Band-Aids and a, uh, and a, and a thong. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She does a great she, job. I mean, she can be a great have- actress, but I haven't gotten to the I haven't gotten to the vocal part yet. All right, and how can people reach you? So, A, how can they yeah. reach you if they need a marketing guy? And, B, how sure. can they reach you if they look thinking about making a movie? Sure, I have a company called Mock 10 Media. You can go to www.mock10media.com or you Mach, can find like, me like, on like, like real fast, M-A-C-H. Correct, yeah, Mock 10, yeah, because I'm fast. I'll green screen you and have that commercial out the same day. Uh, so, yeah, I do all those go roof. I don't know, in your area, Go Roof is a roofing company. We do some silly commercials and uh, we did like a remember what's that? We did a Rusa Rusa type thing that we put on the Super Roofers? Bowl, and that was a Roofers big doing goofy commercials. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> who the thunk it? So yeah, that's how, and look, and, I, and I, I try to help. I try to help as many. I, I want local um, filmmakers and local actors to be successful, and so I will not BS anybody. I, I, I just I would love to pass on the the experience that I have to people if they're out there and they have questions how it works. Even if you're an investor, maybe someone's asked you about investing. Um, you can always uh, find my number on that website, or I'm on Facebook. Mock Ten Media is on Facebook. Uh, Girl with a Gun. It's Girl with a Gun the and you can contact me through any of those sites. Perfect, Kevin. Congrats. It's nice chatting with you again. I ain't talked yeah, to you in years. You know? It's been a long time, man. I, I, I tell you, I, I texted to you earlier, and I know it sounds like a crazy stalker, but Midsummer Night's Dream at LSU Bottom, man. That was just one. That's one of my all-time favorite characters I've ever seen on stage. Was that you character? Know, you I, were built, I built that whole costume. Wow. The, the ears, <laughs> the the. And I mean, I and I built them around a pair yeah. of buck teeth that my dentist made for me as a goof. That's I mean, the, the harness, the tail, the oh, the gosh. whole shebang, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now it's dry rotting in my attic. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Kevin. All right, wrapping up hey, Spudcast right after this. 
Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Kevin White, filmmaker, girl with a gun. Make sure you check it out. And make sure you check out uh, tomorrow night's uh, podcasts. Uh, Mike Bradner will be talking about gardening. I know you love to talk about that. In the meantime, thanks for joining me here. Uh, you can find me on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Public Radio and Stitcher and on Twitter at Spud Got Dat. And on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. And I've also picked up a, a new client, uh, Dr. Randall Juliff, who's uh, La Bella Vita Vein Clinic. His new podcast will be called uh, A Leg Up. So make sure you listen up for that one. In the meantime, I'll see y'all next week. Y'all watch out for the crazies, but uh, I'm a gone pecan.